0: What up boys and ghouls, welcome back to r slash no sleep where I read creepy, scary, and downright messed up stories. Today's episode looks into one of the dark rabbit holes a user on YouTube fell into. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your skin to crawl. This story is titled The Meat Man. It started as most things do with my boredom. I was surfing around on YouTube, looking for funny videos or scary videos, when I stumbled across something that caught my interest. It was run by a user who went by The Meat Man, and it involved stop-motion footage using some very disturbing puppets. The thing that honestly caught my eye first was the thumbnail. It was a figure that appeared to be crafted entirely out of ground meat. I remember seeing the model and lifting an eyebrow as I took in what I was seeing. Now, when I tell you that the models were grotesque, I don't mean that they were ugly or badly made. They were very well put together, and the amount of detail that had gone into them was astonishing. These meat puppets had hair and clothes and facial features that had all been meticulously crafted to the point of being a little uncanny. I would have almost expected them to blink or move on their own, and they seemed too lifelike for the medium. The episode I found was episode 5, and as I watched it, I quickly began to realize that this was no normal bit of YouTube content. Episode 5 involved three characters, Lisa, Steve, and Michael, as they prepared for the arrival of a fourth character, Dawn. The background music was jangly and discordant, somewhere between a calliope and a merry-go-round, and it often made the voices harder to hear. The characters were cleaning up the house, which was mostly a sheet of paper with windows drawn near the ceiling and some furniture crafted from modeling clay. As they cleaned, a voice told us how Lisa was being lazy and expecting Michael and Steve to do the majority of the work. I remember thinking this was odd because... Her character moved and dusted and tidied at least as much as the others did, and they seemed to be working well together. After a few minutes of herky-jerky cleaning, a hand came down from the ceiling and congratulated Michael and Steve on a job well done. It then pointed a pudgy finger at Lisa and scolded her for being so lazy. The voice said that Lisa would not be allowed to join the party later, since she hadn't helped. As Michael and Steve walked off stage, Lisa's character curled into a ball as loud party music played in the background. I remember feeling bad as the last frame sat frozen in place, the camera zooming in on the prostrate Lisa as she sat hunkered against a wall. Though I couldn't hear anything over the loud party music, I could see the small figure shaking a little as though she might be crying. What the hell was this? And why did it suddenly make me feel almost voyeuristic for watching the suffering of this lumpy non-person? After that, my morbid curiosity was hooked. I went to the attached channel and saw that he had about 10 videos up, all added within the last month or two. His channel was small, only about 80 subscribers, and they were all in that style of stop-motion where he used the figure's grotesqueness to his advantage. I found the first episode, Friendship, and decided to watch it. The video was about Lisa, the meat puppet from before, and how she was sad and lonely all by herself. The puppet mostly sat in the same familiar position, bent over and appearing to sob. Suddenly, two other familiar puppets, Steve and Michael, came into the scene, and Lisa looked up and seemed happy to see them. The pudgy hand, whom she called Father, said he had seen that she was lonely and had gotten her some friends so she wouldn't cry so much. The hand stroked her delicate hair, and it seemed to be much nicer to her now than it had been in the previous episode I watched. The three hugged and said they would be friends forever. Then the episode ended, and the screen went black. It all lasted less than five minutes, all told, but it still made me feel strange and put off. Those puppets were so... Odd looking. I just couldn't shake the feeling that there was something not right about them. I was also hooked and immediately le- I was also hooked and immediately loaded up the second video. It was like a train wreck, and I needed to see how it came out, no matter what the carnage looked like. The next two episodes were pretty similar to what I had come to expect. They were called Cohabitation and Family. And followed the lives of Lisa and her new roommates. They set up some furniture and had some getting to know you chatter as wonky music played in the background, making their words hard to hear sometimes. It was the typical stop-motion fair, but there were odd refrains sometimes in the middle of the stop-motion. During one in particular, the boys, Steve and Michael, were talking with Lisa about what to make for dinner. The stop-motion abruptly cut and you could see five or six seconds of the models just standing as a loud sobbing came from the background. Amidst the sobbing, there was a soft but angry voice trying to quiet the crying. I had to rewind it a few times in order to catch it, and I remember wondering if this was some sort of artistic film or something. Was the artist trying to make some kind of point or something? Maybe he was trying to hide it amidst the stop motion to make it even more avant-garde. It wasn't until the fourth episode that things got bad for Lisa. I noticed that while the first three videos had come out one a day, the fourth video had taken almost a week to come out. This wouldn't have been strange for any other channel, but the total shift from episode three to episode four was alarming. The video was about five minutes long and seemed to entail Lisa going out on her own one night and getting lost. She had gone out for a walk despite being told not to by the father hand, and had gotten herself lost in a forest that had been drawn on white paper. The trees were the big swampy kind that you often saw on kids' art assignments, and it was clear that father hand was no artist. He wasn't a consistent narrator either, because his voice and his tone seemed to get angrier the longer the episode went on. The condition of the puppet looked ghastly and that only added to the surreal horror of the show. The Lisa puppet was clearly in bad shape, and halfway through the show, a piece of her fell off and landed on the table. The narration ended abruptly as the music continued over the visual of the graying puppet just standing in place. The sound of someone stomping off was audible over the jangly discord, and the steps sounded heavy and angry. There was a brief moment where the sound of someone begging to be let go, but it cut away just as the sound of the screaming started. The video had. The video was edited badly, and an attempt had clearly been made to cut it out. When the show resumed, the Lisa puppet was completed again, and what had appeared to be a fresh hunk of meat attached. The piece that had fallen off, however, still lay on the table as though it were no more useful than a snakeskin now. Towards the end of the episode, the Lisa puppet bent over and seemed to weep as she was alone and scared in the forest. This weeping was overlaid by a soft and frantic weeping in the background, though I'm not sure we were meant to hear that part. All of a sudden, the father hand came and showed her the way home. It scolded her for running away and told her she must never do that again. Much like an actual father, the hand seemed relieved as well as angry and Lisa went with him to the house meekly enough. When they returned, the Steve and Michael puppet did not seem happy to see her. They shunned her silently, and the episode ended with Lisa crying in a corner somewhere. Then the episode faded to black, and the credits rolled. I hovered my mouse over episode 6, not sure if I really wanted to watch it. Episode 4, called Thankless, made episode 5 make a lot more sense now. Father Hand was still likely punishing Lisa for running away, even though the start of the episode made it very clear that she had just been going on a walk. The episodes were easy enough to follow, but something in them still made me uneasy. Why were these characters living under this fatherly Hand character? Why did the narrator call them roommates if the Father Hand treated them like children? The whole show just had an odd, surrealist nature to it, and there seemed to be an underlying story that I just wasn't getting. I was invested though, and had to see how it came out. Episode 6 was the strangest by far, and the comments on the video seemed to prove that I wasn't just going crazy. It was called Melancholy, and the episode started with the same weird dance music and a shot of Lisa hunched up and crying. The crying, however, was not the canned sound it had been before. The episode was three and a half minutes of someone sobbing heartbreakingly, the kind of sobs that were equal parts hopelessness and terror. The camera seemed to be slowly panning in on the intricate face of the meat puppet as the sobs in the background went on and on. I had seen some strange videos in my time, but this one definitely took the cake. The final shot was of the eye of the meat puppet, clearly defined and lovingly traced. You could see the meat beginning to mold, see the bright splotches that decorated the surface, and just before the screen faded to black, you could hear the elevated terror in the voice of the person sobbing before it was shut off by the end of the episode. I had to take a break after that one, reading the comments as I tried to make sense of what I had just watched. The Meat Man's audience seemed to be a little divided on whether this was an artistic expression or something much darker. A user had said that the sobbing and the screaming had been unique and that he couldn't find them in any of the usual free use sites. Another user questioned whether they were too real or not, thinking this might be part of someone's torture fantasy. But. Others seemed to think it was just some avant-garde piece that was a little too pompous for its own good. What they did agree on was that even if it was acting, the screams were a little too real, and all of them felt some sort of way about those cries of anguish. I had hoped that maybe episode 7 would be a return to sanity, but episode 7, called Jealousy, was just as weird. The narrator was telling us that the Dawn character was adjusting very nicely to the house. All the tenants loved her and they all wanted to be her friend and indeed the father hand, Steve and Michael, were all standing around her moving animatedly. One character, Lisa, didn't seem to want to be friends with Dawn. She seemed to be in another room, still hunkered up and crying. The narrator explained that Lisa was jealous of Dawn and that father had become cross with her attitude. The sobs from the previous episode were gone, but there were some other low noises barely discernible over the loud jangling music. The puppets seemed to be in much better condition as well, and I suppose they had changed the meat on them recently. The father hand came and yelled at Lisa some more, but she just stayed hunkered up and crying. Finally, he left, and the episode ended as the camera zoomed in on the little meat woman hunkered in her anguish. I looked at the next episode and wondered if I really wanted to see more. I felt like I'd been watching for hours, but it turned out that all seven episodes had taken less than 30 minutes. Something about watching the byplay between the characters had gripped me, and I felt like I needed to finish it. At the same time... There was something much darker here than I had expected. This was like someone's confession. The whole thing felt very intimate and I almost felt voyeuristic for watching it. I clicked the next episode though, telling myself that another three episodes wouldn't do too much damage. How wrong I was. Episode 8, called Hatred, opened with Lisa leaning against a paper wall as the others tried getting into her room. They started out nicely asking her to come out, wanting to talk and wanting to see her. The narrator told us that Lisa had been shirking on her chores and saying unkind things to Father Hand about the other roommates. Father Hand, of course, shared these things with the others, and now they wanted to talk with her. As their knocks became pounds, all three of them pulling up on the paper door as they banged and kicked, Lisa pulled her hands to her ears and put her head between her knees. The narrator told us how Michael and Steve wanted to talk with her and how Don was really upset that Lisa would judge her so hastily. As they pounded and banged on the door, Father Hand suddenly came into the scene. Lisa looked up from her knees and seemed unsure what to make of the sudden appearance of the fatherly phalange. Father Hand told her that she had brought discord into the home and that he could no longer ignore her insolence. The hand turned itself into a fist and began to beat the puppet savagely. Chunks of meat fell off and were squashed beneath the pounding. The wire body was twisted and warped, and the whole scene was made all the more horrific by the overlying carnival tune that scratched like razors across my brain. It ended as Stephen Michael knocked, and the camera zoomed in on the sad pile of meat that Lisa had become. The episode ended abruptly, and when I saw a pale figure staring back at me from the suddenly dark screen, it took me half a second to realize that the pale and sweating figure was me. Episode 9, Contrition, was next, and there was no question on whether I would watch it or not. I needed to know what came next. Episode 9 was as different from the others as night and day. It was a shaky cam of someone walking through the wood by night. A butter yellow light provided a small patch of illumination, and whoever was recording was breathing heavily as they trudged through the woods. The woods were pretty naturally silent as they went, and the leaves crunching underfoot were loud and jarring. The video was four minutes long and... Three and a half minutes were nothing but walking, crunching leaves and heavy breathing. Then abruptly they stopped before a small round stone. The ground before it was freshly turned up and put to rest sloppily. Sleep well, Lisa, came the flummy voice of the cameraman. Then it all went black again. I hit the tenth episode before I could think about it. Wanting to see how it ended Episode 10 Ambivalence Seemed to be a returning to normal Don was sitting on the couch Seeming to laugh at something on TV out of view Don was sitting on the couch Seeming to laugh at something on a TV out of view Michael and Steve seemed to be milling about Cleaning or just chatting The wall that had marked Lisa's room Was nowhere to be seen The father hand looked over them benevolently as the narrator told us about Michael looking for a book he had misplaced and Dawn watching her favorite show. All seemed well, all seemed normal, other than the broken corpse of Lisa that lay on the floor. The damage that father hand had done still lay about the ground, and the meat was brown and dry. Flies had begun circling the meat body, and if one of the puppets had to go near her, They seemed to walk unheadingly over her body. The only character who seemed to notice her was the father hand. He would look down at her from time to time, almost smugly, and shaking his head before looking back at the other happy puppets. Episode 10 went dark, and I was yet again left wondering what I had just seen. The video had managed to move into my head rent-free and less time than it would have taken to watch a movie. I had moved on to other videos, other activities, but the images were never far from my mind. I'd been known to suggest strange videos to a friend of mine, even linking them on Reddit to certain groups. This one, however, was not one of them. I was hesitant to talk about it, yet alone tell other people about it. I did not want others to suffer under this like I was. And That was probably why I was thinking about it when I saw the poster. I was traveling for work. I work as an expert witness for specific cases, and I do a lot of traveling and a lot of waiting, which often leads to the aforementioned boredom. I was driving through Michigan when the call of nature became too much to ignore. Luckily, there was a rest stop up ahead, and I was zipping up and heading out of the restroom when I saw the missing persons wall. My eyes found the woman before I could stop myself, and my breath caught in my throat as I came up short. The woman's name was Elizabeth Rainey, 23, and she had been missing for the last four months. The poster was new, unmarred by yellowing and creasing, and I pulled it easily from the bullets on the board. Looking at her face, I realized how much work must have gone into each puppet. Her nose... Her wide forehead, the small dimple on her chin, the dent in her left cheek from some childhood accident. They were all there. And they had all been lovingly added into the porous face of the meat puppet. I took the poster back to my car. My check-in time was approaching quickly, and called a friend of mine who worked at my local police department. I told him about the girl, about the YouTube channel, about the videos, and... He said he'd take a look into it, without much enthusiasm. When he called me later that day to thank me for the information, he sounded much more interested in what I had to say. I called him again a few weeks later and offered to buy him a drink, if he'd sate my curiosity. He was willing, but said I might not want to know as bad as I thought I did. Over drinks, he told me the whole sad story. My friend had a friend too. His friend was an agent with the FBI, and after watching the videos, my friend had told his friend. He sent him a link to the channel and asked him to take a look. After watching the drama himself, he had tracked the IP and decided to see what they could find about this guy. Turned out, Elizabeth wasn't the only familiar face that went missing in the Michigan area. Michael Chavez, Stephen Schott and Don Lee were also missing from the same area. The IP address was coming from an old house near Lake Huron. The owner, David Matthews, owned the house, and quite a lot of acreage out there. When they had raided his house, they had caught David by surprise and found more than they had bargained for. He had been keeping them in his basement. The sick bastard had finished The sick bastard had a large finished basement with four separate rooms. The central room held a couch, a TV, and a large kitchen table with a small set for the show and a camera. The puppets were on a shelf nearby, their bodies gray and sagging off their clothes hanger bodies. The other implement in the room was a large, rusty meat grinder. A meat grinder with strands of rotting meat hanging from the spout. He said the flies had been thick in the room, and that the sounds of moans had not begun until they started kicking down doors. Don, Michael, and Steve were lying in their respective rooms. Most of them, anyway, he had said, taking a long pull from his beer. He had sent me photos of the crime scene. I wish to God he hadn't. David had been in the room that had likely once belonged to Elizabeth. He had been wearing her dress, the fabric badly stretched around his frame, and was sobbing in the corner. No matter what the agent said to him, his response was always the same. His rocking made a strange grinding noise as his butt slid over the concrete. He said, I shouldn't have played God. I shouldn't have made her sleep just kept saying it again and again and again. The others didn't say much of anything, my friend had told me. He had scooped them to the bone, cutting off fingers and toes and arms and legs so that he could grind them up to make their puppets. He used tourniquets and animal tranquilizers to keep them alive. Michael and Steve were little more than torsos, Steve having half a leg and Michael having little more than an elbow. Dawn was missing her legs, but her arms were thankfully intact. She had only been in the basement for a month, and it seemed he hadn't had as much time to take from her. They had gotten all of them out of there, and David Matthews, the meat man, was now in custody. A real win for the good guys, my friend had said, his stare a thousand miles long. Though none of them will ever walk again. The men are in a catatonic state, and the girl only gibberish. But at least we saved them before he could finish his sick play. They had yet to find Lisa's body, but he told me they hadn't given up yet. As I sit here, going over the facts as I write, it all just runs through my head like a rat in a maze. Every moan, every sob, was this sicko harvesting his victims so he could replace the flesh of his precious puppets. I was an unwilling participant in this, watching and encouraging this sick bastard to continue. I wanted to forget it, but I can't. I may never forget what I saw in that short hour of my life. I may never forget the terrible knowledge that the meat man has invested in me and I may find my curiosity sated for quite some time. I think my days roaming YouTube, and my boredom may be at an end. That story reminds me a lot of the channel Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. If you don't already know him, I would suggest you giving them a search if you want to see something reminiscent of this story. Thanks for listening, boys and ghouls. I hope you found this story as creepy as I did. Don't forget to subscribe and click the notification button so you get updates for the newest daily creepy story. As always, the author of this story will be credited in the description. Feel free to send them some love over on Reddit. And I'll see you on the other side. Bye!